0: Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. As residents of Sydney and its surrounds begin another clean-up from devastating floods, it's worth also remembering the residents of Lismore. Thousands of people there still haven't been able to return to their homes – more than four months since flooding destroyed large parts of the city in northern New South Wales. Today, local resident and ABC reporter Leah White takes us there as the community grapples over whether they should really rebuild amid predictions of more rain to come. Leah, take me to this day last week. It's pouring with rain in Lismore. And you're walking down one of the main streets in the centre of the town.
1: Yeah, so it's a bit of a strange feeling. Like, even though I'm down there nearly every day, our office is just up the road, I still don't think I'll ever get used to it post-floods. As I'm walking past shops, there are still about four out of every five that are closed and I can even see mud in the windows of some. There are ceilings missing, wires hanging down, walls that are still non-existent and it's been more than four It was raining and it was dark. It felt a lot later in the day than it actually was and there was just this feeling that everyone was kind of holding their breath. That has a lot to do with the rain. There would be an awful lot of people in this community that are still extremely traumatised, from the major flooding we had in February. Rain for us is still such a a trigger, I think, and there's a lot of anxiety in the community here. People are still really traumatised.
0: So it was raining last week, pouring, in fact. Luckily, the city didn't flood again, but how are people getting on?
1: One of the best ways to perhaps to describe it is to take you to the home of Lee and Mike Try in, in North Lismore.
2: Hi, my name's Lee Try and I live at 71 Bridge Street, North Lismore. We're a bit of a stalemate at the moment. February 28th is a day they'd
1: rather not remember. They're long-time locals. They've lived and worked in Lismore for decades. They've been through many different floods, but nothing like this. How high did the water
2: get at your place? The water in our place came into our attic and then we had to break out of the attic to be rescued. We're 11.56 off the ground and we've got 10 foot six ceilings and it still managed to get into our attic. Had that
1: ever happened before?
0: No. What's happened now to Lee and Mike Try?
1: So they're retired now and they've had insurance on the house for a few decades but they told me that their policy was quietly changed a few years ago and they didn't realise that they were no longer covered for flood in the way that they had been in 2017. For most people in Lismore, flood insurance is something you have to opt in for and it's between $15,000 and $20,000 a year. Oh, wow. Which is completely out of reach for most people. So for Lee and Mike, they're in this position where they can't really sell their home or even if they did, they wouldn't get enough money to be able to buy anywhere else. And the crazy thing is like there's no certainty that this won't happen again. But for people like Lee and Mike, there's no other option so, inside the house, it's completely gutted. There's beams exposed, there's wires hanging down, there's really nothing in there. They're grateful, though, that they have a caravan and they're living in the caravan, kind of out the front of the house, and just chipping away at the house where and
2: when they can. We're just going to have to do the best we can with what we can, and if we can get tradesmen to help us to do the work, that the back end of our house has come apart until we can get that pulled back together again, then maybe look at the floors being redone again because they've all popped up inside the house. And then maybe maybe just doing three or four rooms, Probably we probably won't be able to afford unless we can get some help from somewhere to redo the rest of the house. It'll just sit until we, we can afford to do something. They've
1: told me that they're just waiting on the report by the Independent Flood Inquiry, and that's the one headed by Professor Mary O'Kane and former New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller, and what the government's reconstruction body decides to do off the back of that report.
0: So their lives are sort of on hold, they're in limbo. What is this reconstruction body? What's that all about?
1: So this is the body, the Northern Rivers Reconstruction Corporation, that was set up after the floods to basically come up with the best long-term solutions to rebuild Lismore and the surrounding communities as well and to coordinate, I guess, all the different government agencies. But to give you some idea of the scale of what they've got ahead of them, since those February floods, authorities have tallied more than 8,000 damaged buildings across the seven Northern Rivers LGAs three-and-a-half thousand of those were deemed uninhabitable. Straight
0: to be back in Lismore this morning, and I'm joined uh, by David Witherden, obviously a So
1: it's being led by civil engineer David Witherden, who's now being described as one of the most powerful people in New South Wales. He'll play a big role in what happens to people like Lee and Mike Tribe. And certainly my commitment is to, you know, over the next few weeks and the next few years, to, to listen, to understand and then to put that in, into action. He and his team and will I basically be considering if people, people should be rebuilding in these flood-prone areas or whether they the really should relocate. Way forward. And I think there'd be nothing worse than giving incorrect advice. The next flood comes through, and it will. We don't know when. And we've given them false hope and sort of not only set them up for a fail, but put them at even greater
2: risk. So, David Witherden, he's of- now
0: classed as one of the most powerful men in New South Wales. What... Does this Reconstruction Corporation, when it decides what to do, you know, how much power does it have? How how does this work now?
1: So it does have quite a lot of power. So it can actually compulsorily acquire or subdivide land. It can fast track the construction of new buildings. It can accelerate planning proposals. And we're told it's been given no cap in terms of the funding it's allowed to, to access to do that.
0: So residents like Lee and Mike try. At the end of this process, they could potentially be told, don't rebuild here, you have to move because the risk of flood is just too great. But they don't have any insurance, they're retired, they don't have an
1: income coming in. So who would pay for that? So in terms of compulsory land acquisition, we did actually ask Mr Witherden that very early on. And the response was basically that it's too early to say whether that will happen and I guess there's been no clarity since. In terms of voluntary buybacks where the government gives you the money for the house at its value before the flood hit, that's certainly a question a lot of residents have been asking and hoping for. But there's been no clarity or no answers around that yet either. There is a house raising scheme in New South Wales but there's very limited funding so not many homes per year get raised and it still requires the homeowner to contribute tens of thousands of dollars. In South East Queensland there's a scheme where people can get financial assistance to rebuild their homes with more flood resistant materials so things that make it easier to clean walls and clean floors and the like but nothing like that has been announced yet for, for our side of the border.
0: So this reconstruction body, it sounds like it's got a huge task. It sounds like it's basically coming up with a whole new city plan and people are really waiting for that. They need the answers of what to do next. So when will residents like the tries have the answers so they can get on with their lives?
1: Well, they will have to wait a little bit uh, because that reconstruction corporation has only just started operating from July 1st. Like so much of this, we just we just don't know.
2: We're lucky we've got a caravan to live in, but we're out in the street. We're still hurting and we're going to be displaced out of our homes for a long time to come.
0: Leah White is a Lismore local and ABC reporter. There are two inquiries underway into the flooding. An independent inquiry will table its report at the end of this month, while a New South Wales parliamentary inquiry is due to release its findings next month. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, with additional production by Sydney Pede. The mix was done by Sam Dunn. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all of our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening.
1: You've been listening to an ABC podcast.